a year ago, we said we would do this song. It was recommended by my brother, and we were super excited about it, and something just felt off. I don't think our initial recording of, of it was bad, or was that the second recording? Because I think this is our third try at this song, isn't it? Yeah. The song is so important. We want to make sure we come in with full energy. I don't want to overstate it or anything. Um, and we, we say, I think we say this about all the songs that we do, but uh, this is a quintessential guilt-free pleasure. Yeah. And it's, this is why there are several Billy Ocean songs we could choose from, but yeah. this one really does fit in with what we're about. Oh yeah. Get out of my dreams, get into my car is bonkers. It's all over the place. It's so fantastic. So why don't we go back to a year ago, Frank, with the question that you posed that totally threw me off and set the podcast in a spiral for me <laughs> in my head. Started off right on the wrong foot, right? Here's your opener. So Bill, when was the last time that you yelled something out of your car at someone and got a favorable response? Let me think back. Uh, am I yelling at someone I know? No, just just a just a random person. Okay, never. I've never yelled at a random person, and if I did yell at a random person, there's no way I'd get a favorable response. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that. I think we're we're probably in in the same boat here because I don't know of anyone who's ever yelled out of a car and received a favorable response from from a stranger. But that's what. This song is about, it, it gives us kind of hope that if I see a pretty girl on the street and I yell something at her, maybe she will get out of my dreams and into my car. If you yelled, hey, you get into my car, what do you think would happen in 2021? Is, is this before or after the cops show up? <laughs> this is before. Well, I, I, I think there'd be a lot of panicking and a lot of uh, uh, trying to apologize and get them to, to stop calling the cops. Uh, I, th I think that would be the, the very first uh, the very first thing that would happen, yeah. So I think we can agree from the outset here that number one, Billy Ocean is awesome. And number two, you're not going to seek advice from him on how to uh, maybe get a date. No, no, probably not. Although he has, uh, you know, very successful marriage, so uh, he's doing something, right? We yeah. sounded so much younger then. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. What a but, difference a year makes. Oh, we're, man. I, I don't know if we sound older. I, I would say more experienced, right? Yeah, we now we sound experienced. We were so innocent then. I know. It was a different year, 2021, right? Yeah, the pressure wasn't on like it is now. Yeah. It's, now we're kind of uh, semi-pro podcasters. Yeah. But life, life seemed... I don't know, maybe a little more fun back then, did it? Like, this song is super fun. That's right. And we're going to find it again right now. Yes. We're, we're going to rediscover our youth, rediscover our, our uh, bliss and joy for, for this song and for this podcast, and, and bring it to you, dear listeners, and uh, hope that you enjoy with us.
All right, I got a little bit of history of Billy Ocean for you. Okay. His name is not Billy Ocean. That's surprising. His name is Leslie Sebastian Charles. He was born in Trinidad and raised in London's East End from the age of seven. So they came over when he was around seven years old. His yeah. father came over first and he came over with his mom later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't stick with his original handle there. Leslie Sebastian Charles is a pretty rock and roll name, right? Totally. Les Charles. Could have worked. Yeah. So um, he was always into music. So I just I was watching some interviews today and he talked about how he would be the only guy singing in the, in the choir and his sisters would bring him. And if he got caught skipping choir, his mom would give him a smack on the head. Oh, really? <laughs> he wanted to be a singer. He wasn't very academic. He was interested in music and pursuing a career. His dad was a calypso singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But his mom said he had to take something else before he was going to become a musician. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he trained to become? A plumber. Close. Not cl- Sorry, not even close. Not even close. No, a tailor. A t- well, a tailor's the plumber of you know, the clothing world, right? Yeah, well, you need him. Yeah. Yeah, and we need plumbers. There's a lot we can say about Billy Ocean. I think last year, when we were younger... Yeah. I think we got lost in that. Yeah, we were talking a lot about his life and everything, but I think th- this song, like I said, it, it's so bonkers, right? Yeah. That we need, to, we need to jump into this song. Yeah. This is his final number one hit in the U.S. Yes. It was a number one hit in the U.K., but it was in the U.S. Yeah. So, and, and just like one little thing on that is all of his number one hits had eight words in the title. No way. Caribbean Queen... No More Love on the Run. That's eight words. Yep. There'll Be Sad Songs to Make You Cry. Eight eight words. words. Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. Eight words. Holy cow. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Nine words. Only made it to number two. So I think if Billy Ocean just kept writing songs with eight words in the titles, just a nonstop string of number one hits. This is already better than the episode we did last year, <laughs> just with that bit of information there. <laughs> That's fantastic. So this is his third number one in the US. Mm-hmm. I was shocked it wasn't the going gets tough. I didn't realize that wasn't number one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising, right? Yeah. I was going to say that for us growing up, the big three are Caribbean Queen, which he won the Grammy for, the going gets tough, featured in the Jewel of the Nile. That's right. Yep. And then this one, Get Out of yeah. My Dreams, Get Into My Car. Yeah, because there'll be sad songs, you know, a little more down-tempo, slows it down, a little, little more romance to it, right? Yeah. I think he also got lucky. There must not have been much released. I like that song. Oh. I really do. Okay. I also like uh, um, Colors of Love. That's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. <laughs> Suddenly is good, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're already, we're, we're getting lost in this already. Okay. Back to this song. This song in the United States knocked off Man in the Mirror from number one. How many songs have we featured that have knocked off Michael Jackson? It, it just goes to show how many number ones Michael Jackson yeah. actually had, right? But yeah. it seems like every other song we talk about that goes to number one has knocked off a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> Canada loved this song. It yeah. was the number one single in Canada in 1988. Yeah. 1988? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was huge. Canada loved it. So of all the singles released that year, this was the big one. And it came out in January of 88. So it endured the entire year, right? I remember hearing it over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. 
And it's like four and a half minutes long. Five and a half. Oh, it's five and a half. Five thirty-six. Holy cow, this is a long song. I know, but it doesn't feel long, right? Yeah, there's an extended nine-minute version. Not better. Because this is already an extended version. Yeah, seriously, there's yeah. a nine-minute version? Yeah, I listened is it to it like, today. Is it more cars starting up? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. There's so much to talk about. We yeah. have five minutes and 36 seconds to figure yeah, out Yeah, I here. know, right? Producer of the song, Mutt Lang. Yeah. So Mutt Lang was teamed up with Billy Ocean previously for Going Gets Tough. And you have Mutt Lang coming from South Africa. You have Billy Ocean who's come over from Trinidad. Billy Ocean brought this up that the two of them are kind of outsiders in their own way. Yeah. But that he said Mutt Lang was really, really difficult to work with, like challenging, yeah. but very rewarding. Yeah. And this isn't like a typical Mutt Lang um, artist. Uh, yeah. Because he was big arena rock, right? And Billy Ocean's not like, I don't know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's, that's, I think that's probably the closest he has to like an arena rock song. But yeah, this is a far cry from the ACDCs and the uh, Def Leppards that uh, Mutt Lang used to work with. Yeah. And so they talked about in the studio that there'd be all this creativity going on. And so there are two people I want to bring up, Pete Harris and Phil Nicholas. And the two of them use this Fairlight programming machine. Okay. And they came up with all of those sounds. Okay. So this is really, if you take a look at those three big hits, Caribbean Queen, Going Gets Tough, and this one. This one is the most mechanical or I don't know if that's a word. Well, yeah, because it's about a car. (laughs) Yeah, yes. Okay. Computer generated in terms okay. of synthesized is so much that so me- so much yeah. of the sounds are coming from something programmed. Yeah. So it's synth heavy. Synth heavy. Yeah. That's right. So th- that happened in the studio, and then Mutt Lang is the one who came up with the title. Yeah. Okay. The song title comes out of your sixteen, where the singer says, "You stepped out of my dreams and into my car." Although the original version, the main version, all I could hear is Into My Arms. But if you listen to the Ringo Starr version, you can hear the car. Yeah. We'll probably get into this a little bit. Um, The problematic nature of the of the lyrics of the song and you know, get out of my dreams and into my car, like the, that whole demanding yeah. someone into your car. Um, the Your 16 makes it even creepier. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get to talk about the Benny Mardona song yeah. that talks about 16-year-olds. Yeah. But there's a history of rock and roll that's super oh, creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one day we might touch on it, but at least this one is where we look back in these songs about 16-year-olds. It's like, what are what is going on? What happened <laughs> oh, in the know. 50s? Well, you're 16. funny part about listening to all these interviews is that Billy Ocean is so joyful and also so innocent about what this is about. Yeah. He just has this big grin on his face. And when they talk about the sort of creepy nature, he's like, no, no, that's not what it's about at all. Yeah. It's just like, Billy, who wrote this? And the one who wrote the lyrics, except for that one 
get out of my dreams, get into my car. Yeah. It's Billy Ocean. He yeah. always writes the lyrics. He yeah, says, yeah. He's the one who sings them. Yeah. As he says. Yeah. Well, in the video, you watch the video and like that grins on his face the entire time, right? He's always smiling. Every single picture I've ever seen of Billy Ocean, he's all he's smiling, right? Yeah. He has tough time acting when he says, hey, you get into my car. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to battle that grin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's fighting. He's trying to fight through it. But uh, yeah, no dice. Yeah, this is, song is pure joy, though. Yeah. It is. And so we're going to we're gonna figure out these lyrics, and you know, I think we'll be able to settle any sort of guilt you're feeling. I don't even know if I want to figure them out. I just want to enjoy them. All right, let's go to the first verse, Yeah, <laughs> as, as I just ignore what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, hey, you, get into my car. Who, me? Me? Yes, you, get into my car. And on my lyric sheet, it has... Whoa, whoa, hey. Yeah. And then we get into the first verse proper. The song starts off a little bit problematic for me. Not not with that with that intro. The, those lyrics I think are um, Shakespearean uh, <laughs> in nature. But you listen to the the initial engine starting up. That sounds like a big truck starting up. It doesn't sound like a. I don't know a car that sounds like that when it starts up. And I mean, and if we're going by the video, he's driving a white Porsche. And uh, uh, Porsches aren't supposed to sound like that. Yeah. That sounds like a big diesel engine. Yeah, definitely exhaust issues. I know this because I have this in the car. So you should <laughs> keep that convertible open, as my mechanic told me. Maybe keep those windows open as well when you're, <laughs> when you're driving your kid around. Oh, okay. Is it safe? Well, just don't drive to Toronto. Okay. Well, you know, maybe if he, if, if he needs to fall asleep, you just yeah. drive him around a bit. Yeah. So here we go. First verse. Who's that lady coming down the road? Who's that lady? Who's that woman walking through my door? What's the score? I'll be the sun shining on you. Hey, Cinderella, step in your shoe. I'll be your nonstop lover. Get it while you can. Your nonstop miracle, I'm your man. I, I, I have no problem with those lyrics. So he is, he's, he's throwing a lot of different images. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. The Cinderella in the shoe. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So he's not riding a pumpkin. No. No, okay, that's good. And so he is the Prince Charming. He's coming to save her. Yeah. The, the one thing, um, get it while you can, your nonstop miracle, I'm your man. My, my, my one sort of, um, and there's an article that, that brought this up that I read saying like, well, if he's a miracle, like, why is there a time limit on this? Like, if he's a miracle, he could be there all the time for her. 
Well, the Porsche turns into a pumpkin by 12 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. A lot of this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, there is a sense, um, when he says nonstop lover, this could this could be a far dirtier song, but I really think yeah. he means lover in the more 17th, 18th, 19th century sense. Yeah, a little less bump and grind, a little more holding, right? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean by holding? I don't know, like <laughs> holding. Like, you know, hugging. like holding hands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hugging, right. embracing. <laughs> yeah. How do you unpack those lyrics? Like, I, I don't even, you uh, know what? I'm, why are we doing this? Why do we analyze these lyrics? Just because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I know, right? Get out of my dreams. The chorus is all anyone cares about, really. And I yeah. mean, I I mean, I know all the the verses too, but I mean yeah. that just the idea that they could make a chorus, get out of my dreams, get into my car, seems so ridiculous. Yeah. But it works with the backup singers, the sounds, beep beep. They make the yeah. the horn yeah. sound. And then there's the uh, there's the beep beep yeah, which is kind of uh, almost a callback to uh, the Beatles uh, drive my car right right right. Um, uh, what what what's the line that it's a uh, beep 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 yeah right right oh that's it good call so that's uh, um you know maybe going back to the Ringo Starr and the she's sixteen sort of uh, comes full circle right 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 but I you know I, and I always thought these lyrics were. And I know there's, you know, there is a slight problematic nature about them. But I always thought, and maybe maybe I'm naive or whatever, that they meant it was like Billy Ocean was dreaming of this woman and he's and he wants like this woman that's inside of his head that may or may not exist. He wants her out of his head and wants her to exist in reality. Wow. That was my take on the song. That's all that, that that's kind of the Maybe the innocence that Billy Ocean was was uh, going for. Maybe? maybe it sounds a bit like a, a bit of an Umberto Tozzi way of thinking about things. Oh, that was a uh, uh, Gloria. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, your yeah, callbacks. Yeah, he created Gloria in his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe was this a precursor or the post cursor? What's a to to Gloria? Like was it's it, a post cursor. Post cursor. Yeah. There's no such thing, but it, it works. <laughs> Shakespeare invented words. Why can't I? That's right. So uh, second verse, this is where um, Chris Newkirk weighed in when we talked to him a year ago. Yeah. And our friend Chris Newkirk, I don't think we've talked about him for a little bit. It's been a while. It has been. But one of the key things we had when we began is if Chris Newkirk does not like this song, we know for sure it's a guilt-free pleasure. Now, we have definitely yes. widened our scope of what a guilt-free pleasure is. Yeah. But in its purest form... It has to offend Chris Newkirk. And this verse, I know, because he is, <laughs> he is a lyricist himself. This drove yeah. him nuts. Yeah. So here we go. Lady driver, let me take your wheel. Smooth operator, touch my bumper. Hey, let's make a deal. Make it real. 
Like a roadrunner coming after you, just like a hero out of the blue. I'll be your nonstop lover. Get it while you can. And so on. Your nonstop miracle. Billy Ocean's your man. Yeah. I, you know, I, the Chris Newkirk thing was the touch my bumper was so yep. obvious that um, he couldn't handle it. But I'm thinking, well, I don't mind it. Because, I mean, maybe he means bumper differently. Yeah. It's not just bum, right? No, no, that's that's what I thought it meant. Oh, okay. All right. But he also says he's like a roadrunner. So a Looney yep. Tunes reference, which works well with the video. Yeah. And the video, which was cutting edge at the time, which uh, rewatch it, it's a, it's a little bit on the crude side. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the animation. Yeah. But uh, the problem I have with that is, I don't know, maybe Looney Tunes was a little bit different over in the UK, but uh, the roadrunner was never coming after anyone. The roadrunner was just running. It was always the coyote. That was coming after. That's a good point. So, I mean, but I, I, you know, going with the theme of driving and roads and everything, I guess that that makes sense. Yeah. Right. If he said like a wily e. coyote coming after you, yeah. he'd seem more sinister. Yeah, and then probably get sued because wily e. coyote is a trademark name. I think. Oh, right, right. That's true. There are real roadrunners. Yeah. There are real coyotes too, but I, uh, they don't have magnets that say yeah. Acme on. Yeah. Them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Chris, that's for you. I hope you're hearing this and shaking your fist at yeah. us. I'm, I'm going to go on record and saying this is my favorite uh, favorite verse of the song. Okay. Come Chris, at me, Chris. Come on, Chris. You hear that? So we got lots of choruses, and then I think we're hitting the part. I know it's my favorite. I don't know if it's your favorite. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the bridge. Yep. And so I had to reread the lyrics because Billy Ocean is a great singer for pop music because it's hard to know exactly what he's saying. There's yeah. always lyrics I can't catch. Yeah. I thought. Well, I'll tell you this in a moment. I'll I'll read it to you. So for the bridge. He says, I said, open the door, get in the back, tread on the floor, get on the track. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, let's go. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was get in the van. It's not, that, oh, okay. that felt scarier to me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, Science of the Lambs comes out two years later yeah. and I'm like, oh man, Billy, bad timing. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just get in the back. I find that, uh, that, that bridge section there. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of uh, Was Not Was, Walk the Dinosaur. Yeah, good call. Not around the same era, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is probably the 18th time we've referenced that song, so you know that it's coming down the pipe. It's coming. Oh, it is definitely. This whole bridge, though, leads to the incredible sax solo. Yes, Incredible. and welcome back to our sax life. Yeah. It's been a long time since we, we've had a, a, a song... That was a very saxy. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a saxy song. Yeah, and that bridge to this sax breakdown is incredible. Yeah, the sax player is Vernon Jeffrey Smith. Yeah, he played sax on two other notable hits. Okay. Okay, I'll give you one of them. See if you can figure out the other one. One of them is 
The going gets tough. The tough gets going. What do you think the other song is? Um, I am going to say Caribbean Queen. You are correct. Yes. He did all the major, and I don't know if he played on any other songs, but those three, every yeah. time there's a, you know, well, I guess I was going to say eight words, but the going gets cut yeah. off as nine. But anytime it's going to be something that exists for all time, yeah. he's got the sax prints all over. Yeah, it. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. He saxes Billy Ocean up. <laughs> yes. got to the bridge great yeah. and then from there the song just keeps going for i don't know it's minutes yeah well it's 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 a long long song right oh, yeah and he's telling people to tell her to get in the back yeah i mean first he tells he's going to take the wheel that's where it gets that's difficult for me because yeah. he's telling her to get in the car i don't know if it's britain where it's left and right side well if you watch the video uh, they're driving on the right side oh really yep it's it's in it's in the uk yep okay yeah, so, yeah, in the second verse, like, lady driver, let me take your wheel. So, it, she's driving, and so he's getting into her car. So, is she the one singing, get out of my dreams, get into my car? Is this a role reversal? Wow. This song is way deeper than I thought. Yeah, because you could have one verse means a vision of him doing that, but the yeah. other one is he is the dream. Yes. Yeah. And that makes it less problematic. Yeah. It's less who's your Trinidadi and it switches and he's the object of the, of the affection, right? I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> there is no response to that. <laughs> oh man. I wish I was from Trinidad so I could use that line. Yeah. So maybe he's the 16 year old that's being sung about. Yeah. Except Does he's it? like 35 at this point. Yeah. Right. He always seemed over 40 to me, I th- I but he'd he be 35 for sure. He's 38. Okay. Yeah, he was born in 1950. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, by rock and roll standards, he's mm-hmm. he's a, kind of an elder statesman. Yeah. Well, this is his seventh album too, right? Yeah. So he yeah, he right. paid his dues before he started making it big and had the had the big songs. Right? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, as a 38 year old guy, he's been married at this point. He got married in 1976, I yep. think. And so I saw a Rolling Stone article where they talked about how he refused to go to parties, mm-hmm. just dismissed them. He preferred gardening. He okay. had, by then he had two or three kids by then. By, by the early 90s, he has three kids. Yep. And his mother passes away in 89. Mm-hmm. He talks about this in his interviews, that he had finally got to a point where he could buy her house, look after her. And then three years later, she died of oh. ovarian cancer. It caused him to be to make some health choices where he became a vegetarian. Oh, okay. He got into a deeper spirituality following the Rastafarian um, mm-hmm. well, thread that, of that, Christianity. That's when, he, when he started, uh, he, he grew uh, dreadlocks at that point. Yeah, because yeah. I couldn't figure out why, but now I, but the whole um, the Rast, Rasta thing. Yep. And 
he ended up taking a long break so he could just look after his kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. Right? Yeah. He was the one driving the kids around. I, I wonder. I wonder if he. Uh, you know, would drive up, pick them up at school and yell like, hey, hey, you get into my car. And like with that, with that goofy smile on his face. Oh, I that, hope so. Please say this so is the case. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he took a long break and then he came back and he's still making albums. Yeah. He's still, he had one out just recently and he's still very popular. Yeah. I saw a, a performance of this song from a few years ago. Yep. And it was weird because they had like a whole entire orchestra playing with it, which is sort of the opposite of what the whole song is. You yeah. really should just hit play yeah. on the Fairlight synthesizer thing. Well, the the song is so eighties, right? Like it has it has all those eighties elements. The the synth, the sax, like it, it's very very eighties. Yeah. Right. Well, when I saw that video yeah. and I saw the people dancing, I'm like, is yeah. this us? Because felt like a corporate party. Yeah. It was really odd. Yeah. But then I realized that we, he was already 38 then. and Yeah. I don't know. But the, the video is pretty... I mean, it's fun. It, it, you look at it from today's standards, and the animation is, like, really, really crude and, and all that. But it's... Uh, I, I rewatched the video the other day, and it starts off, and he, he calls he calls to the girl, and he's driving into this, uh, into this car wash, and he has a, a white convertible Porsche. And he's driving into it with the top down. My thought is like, oh no, he's gonna get all wet. Like, yeah. But they made a point in the video of showing the the, uh, the top going top up. Going yeah. To, yeah. But then later on, the cartoon, uh, like it's filled with cartoon water and fish. And just yeah. like, there must be a faulty seal or something in that roof. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't trust going into that. Uh, and I, I don't know if I'd even trust those people working at the car wash because it's one, it's an automatic car wash with nine people who just do dance routines in front yeah. of it. Oh, I no, I'd pay money to go to that. <laughs> yeah, to that's that a car good wash. point. Yeah. So he yells to the lone woman working at the car wash, and she just happens to be wearing this dynamite dress underneath her underneath work Underneath her coveralls, yeah. yeah. So, which is, you know, classic 1980s fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then he's got a bunch of cartoon characters. So, I yep. mean, when the water fills up, the cartoon water fills up, he's got a cartoon fish in there. Yep. And then there's this these ducks. Yeah. Basically, the whole thing is a bunch of these ducks dancing yeah. and playing saxophone. Yeah, 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 and dancing and whatnot. I, I have to say, though, my favorite part of the video, and it it's, comes up right before the bridge, I think, and he's out of the car, and he's doing this, like, strut dance walk between these cars. The guy just oozes, like, confidence and swag. He's, he's so like, cool. Oh, my goodness, I wish I was billy ocean 1988 holy cow but instead we might have been the person who ended up dancing in front of that fire hydrant that was spraying all over i think i was the cartoon duck (laughs) just oddly like yeah jagged lines (laughs) yeah so if you're to compare this video to paula abdul's opposites attract which one's going to win out opposites attract stronger cartoon well, they had a character that was actually actually had a song dj scat cat right (laughs) So I think I think, I think uh, we're I, gonna have to do that song. Yeah, I think I think that uh, wins out. But this is also the same year that Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out, which was a, a huge movie animation and and live action mixed, right? Yeah. So, um, like I I read a, a the Wikipedia entry said that this was a cutting edge for its time. Just like well, like watch this and then watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit and uh, it's. Not super cutting edge. No, but 
It was fun. Oh, yeah. And it was something else to see. So I remember as a kid watching it. I think there's a YouTube video where they finally update it to HD. Oh, So you get a better sense of it, too. Yeah. I love these videos that have this bizarre narrative structure where the whole point is he gets his car washed to take it to the drive-in so he yeah. can watch Billy Ocean perform yeah. on a movie screen. On, yeah, on the drive-in screen and, and, and impress his, uh, his date that he picked up at the car wash. Is he wearing the same clothes as Billy Ocean singing on the movie oh, screen? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. We'll have to... But he had a pretty cool outfit, which was yeah. this big, flowy, white... Oh, yeah. It had was... a white robe suit. Yeah. It was, it was billowy, that's for sure. All right. You want to hear his take on the meaning of the song? Yeah. Okay. So I saw this interview. I, I cut and pasted it. Is get out of my dreams, get into my car about a frustrated taxi driver. This is what's asked to him. <laughs> so it says, the line, get on the backseat is a clear giveaway. And he responds, it's talking about a girl. Capital letters on a girl. And then the interviewer says, wouldn't you want the girl in the front seat next to you? Why make her sit in the back? And this is where it gets really odd. <laughs> well, also, actually, there's a deeper way of looking at this. Get into my car is about get into my way of thinking. Okay. So, <laughs> so the interviewer said, so your brain is a motor vehicle? Well, in a lot of ways, it's a very spiritual song. Religion can be very taboo for a lot of people, but if you can disguise it and make it interesting and make it relate to people's lives, that's good. People might look at the outside of a car, but the deeper meaning is inside the car. Hopefully, along the line, a few people might see the deeper meaning. So, the deeper meaning is there's a bunch of missionaries in cars trying to convince people to get in, and then they'll have a captive audience to try to convert them. Okay. Well, that's... I might have uh, taken that to, to new levels there. But. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like he's trying to force this uh force this this song into a narrative that uh, that it doesn't belong yeah. in <laughs> respectfully billy we don't believe you yeah <laughs> so it's a you look backwards on it but i i really think it's about seeing a good-looking woman yes and asking her to get come, into your car. get into your car yeah and uh go to the drive-in to watch you sing at a concert yep so what's your favorite part of the song the sax solo the sax sure. solo yeah. okay yeah yeah i think that that's that's definitely there up there for me for uh but i, I have to say in the chorus of the song yeah when he's like uh, get out of my dreams get into my car it's like get out of my dreams get in the backseat baby yeah, that yeah. part is yeah. like when he does that is just yeah <laughs> that's what made the song for me that's a good call. That is a good, yeah. That That is, it's so memorable. Yeah. Let's do categories quick. Or not quick. Or do it. Do you have a mixtape? A year ago, we would talk about Song Universe, but yeah. I, I'm not sure anymore. Kind of evolved into mixtapes, yeah. right? Yeah. I have a mixtape. Okay. Um, songs involving cars and driving. Okay, great. Perfect. So, I, I was anticipating this, so I okay. did something different. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, and a lot of these are 80s related, too. So, Fast Car, Tracy Chapman. 
Oh man, that got you're starting with a depressing note. Okay, okay, that okay. Maybe we don't start. That, great that'll, song. That'll great be song. song number three. How about that? Okay, great. Song number one will be "Little Red Corvette" by Prince. Oh, nice one. Okay, "Drive by the Cars." Yeah. Then we'll go Tracy Chap. Yeah, bring us down. And then "Thunder Road," Bruce Springsteen. Okay, yeah, similar to "Fast Car," but at least yeah. a more hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I drove all night. Roy Orbison. Hmm. On the road again, Willie Nelson. Good. And then we will finish it off with Love Shack by the B-52s. Oh, yeah. That's where they're headed to. Okay. That's good. All right. I have Dreams being a focus. Okay. But I had so many songs with Dreams in it. I narrowed it down to only songs from the 50s that have to do with Dreams. Okay. So I kept it really brief. Yeah. So there's going to be your 16 because that... You know, that has the, the dream part about yep. it, coming out of the dreams. All I Have to Do is Dream by the Everly Brothers. Okay. Mr. Sandman by the Shordettes. And Dream Lover by Bobby Darren. Okay. So that was mine, because just harkening back to the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the uh, that was the original inspiration for the song, yeah. right? Yeah. Could Michael Bolton sing this? Oh, yeah. I don't think it would be as fun. No. Billy Ocean has a great ability to not take himself seriously, yeah. to understand how lucky he is and all these things. And we love Michael Bolton. Yeah. I think Michael Bolton takes himself pretty seriously. He give a good joke. Yeah. But when he's out there performing, he's not smiling. He's feeling it all. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. He's all feels, right? Yeah. So he's almost like a Stanislavski method where he's becoming the car and calling <laughs> the one. It would destroy him. Yeah. I, I, I think in the video, if, if it was Michael Bolton, he would get into that car wash and sing in that car, and the car wash would just explode. We're now about five or six straight episodes where Michael Bolton either is destroyed or destroys <laughs> things. <laughs> so we can have to work. Michael Bolton, ender of worlds. <laughs> yeah, he is. So could Michael Bolton sing this? Yes, but would we survive it? No. Uncertain. Yeah. No, probably not. Um, okay, let's see. I had some old... I'm going to go back to my old categories that I have okay. written here. When are you going to play this at the wedding? Oh, um, this is after the initial dances. This is your first dance floor. This is this is bringing people out on onto the yeah. onto the floor because yeah. it's a fun song. People can dance to it and they're gonna love it. Like right, it, it, it it's a dance floor filler in yeah. my mind. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I would even play it at a wedding if it was a, like a current wedding. It would be played a little bit later in the night yeah. when the serious people at the wedding are still there. Second wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is our our second song about dreams and the pleasure verse. Yeah. What was the other one? These dreams, right? Okay. I'm just trying to make sure okay. that you remember. I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. I was there in spirit and in my dreams. When this one, it's all about not dreaming, get out of the dreams. Yeah. But I feel like these dreams is all about staying in those dreams. Yeah. So they're they're opposite sides of the same coin. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it a coin. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Well, I get, yeah. So the one coin only wants to dream and the other coin wants to no, wake there's up. All, no, there's, there's one coin. There's right. two sides to a coin, Bill. Right, right. Okay. Unless you have one of those three-sided coins from Latvia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I just lost our Latvia, Latvia listeners. Yeah. That's right. <laughs>
things I noticed in the universe of Billy Ocean songs. Okay. In Going Gets Tough, it was all consent. Can I touch you? <laughs> and do the things that lovers do. Oh, right, yeah. And then this one's like, hey, get out of my dreams. Get into my car. I'm going to be your nonstop lover. I'm like, yeah. okay, Billy. Get it while you can. Yeah, get it while Billy, Billy, Billy. But at least he's giving her the choice. It's like, I'll be here long. No, like, get it while you can. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not forcing myself. But it's here for you. Hey, Cinderella, you can go back home and yeah. sweep sweep up the, the or basement. Can, or you can put on your shoe, live in a palace. Yeah. I think he gives choice. Interestingly, this song was banned in the UK when it first came out because they didn't like the idea of encouraging people to get into cars. So I understand the sentiment, but over time, Billy Ocean has stood strong and the song remains. The song endures. The song endures. And I'm hoping, you know, we will endure too. So uh, maybe we can get out of your dreams and into your car. When you're listening to this podcast. Right, because they can listen to it on their uh, speakers. Yes, they can the... stream it through their speakers. Yeah, so you could, they could use Bluetooth or connection. Yes. This song in the United States knocked off Man in the Mirror from number one. How many songs have we featured that have knocked off Michael Jackson? It, it just goes to show how many number ones Michael Jackson yeah. actually had, right? But yeah. it seems like every other song we talk about that goes to number one has knocked off a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> and then it was taken down by Where Do Broken Hearts Go, Whitney Houston. Ooh. So, hey, that's if you're going to took down Michael Jackson... Whitney Houston's pushing you off the pedestal. That's okay, too. That's not bad meat in that sandwich. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> he's in the middle. Yeah, well, I know. I know what it means. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> hey, let me explain what a sandwich is, Bill. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. That seems like a good one to put at the very end if anyone's <laughs> yeah. listening. 